Hi, I'm Pat Kelly. And I'm Peter Oldring, and we're the hosts of This Is That. Are you kidding? For over a decade, we were radio's go-to source for completely fabricated news. You must be joking me. And now, we're back in podcast form. We've selected some of our favorite stories from over the years and put them in one convenient location. Sugar in the tap water. Bilingual dog park. Charging to see wildlife. This Is That, coming soon on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Q. I don't know how much you follow this kind of thing, but not that long ago, one of the most prestigious awards for visual art in Canada was given out. National Gallery of Canada's annual Sobe Art Award is the most prestigious award given to a young artist in this country. And this year, it was awarded to the artist Kabluziak. Kabluziak is a Calgary-based Inuk artist originally from the Northwest Territories. And when you look at their work, it's it's kind of hard to describe. You'll see soapstone sculptures, but they're sculptures of like a pack of cigarettes or a condom or a Listerine bottle. And that kind of makes sense because when you hear people talk about their work, they often talk about it as this work that like plays with the intersection of like traditional Inuit art, but is also kind of funny also kind of playful. So as part of their Sobe win, their work will be on display at the National Gallery of Canada until March 3rd. So what will you see if you go to the exhibition? Why make a pack of smokes out of soapstone? And why does having their work in the National Gallery make them feel like a spy? Here's my conversation with Kabluziak. How are you? Doing good. Uh, thank you, Koyanaini, for having me. It's our pleasure. Congratulations on winning, a belated congratulations, but congratulations on the Sobe Art Award. Thanks so much. It's such a crazy experience to have gone through. How, like, it, it, there's a gala, right? Like you find out at a gala. Is that right? Totally. Yeah, it was It was like, it looked like a wedding event. It was so beautiful. <laughs> and how, what, what goes through your mind when your name is read? Um, I think... Couldn't stop swearing. <laughs> it was very much like this is so surreal. Um, it was, it was so wild. Such an amazing experience. I hope you can take in that it's like it's 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 real acclaim for your for your work. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part is like kind of having that acceptance of like, oh, what do you mean, imposter syndrome is still around? You know, it's crazy. I want to uh, uh, give people an idea of your path to art in a second, but I want to give people an idea of, of listening to this about the work that you do that you've been a- awarded for. So I, I know this is not going to be easy, but this is a, a radio and a podcast. So for people who are, would walk into the exhibition of your work currently at the National Gallery of Canada, what's the first thing they would see when they walked in? What would they see? Sure. it's. Um, I think the biggest thing they would notice is this um, – giant room with uh windows that are covered with uh curtains that have ghost eyes cut out of them so you could peer into the room and there's a video playing and um once you could also enter the room and experience you know the the ghost eyes from the other way um and in the in the room there's a video playing it's about five minutes long um and then it's like there's an installation with uh, cardboard and salt, like remnants um, on the floor of like having a snack. Mm-hmm. And um, outside of the room, there's a shelf with 
um, the sculptures that I had included for the with the exhibition, um, stone carvings and some ukbit that I had made. The stone carvings are really interesting to me because for people who haven't seen your work, like the, these these st- stone carvings are of kind of everyday objects, like you know, a pack of cigarettes or uh, condoms or you know, a Listerine bottle out of out of soapstone. Talk to me a little bit about those sculptures. What inspired you to start making those? For sure, the sculptures. I wanted to sort of dig into that visual history of stone carving and kind of make a play, make my own version of like. What's a what's something contemporary in my day daily life that you know I'll be reaching for and making art about? It's like oh you know diva cup tampon uh, smokes the carvings that I had made for the Sobies exhibition. One of them was a stone ukbik, and the other one no, there's three of them. The other one was a um, kind of more abstract transformation uh, sculpture of. Homer Simpson transforming into a, a walrus. It's uh, <laughs> very loose. And the third carving was a um, like a physical version of a drawing that I had made previously of a person on their knees in like a thankful pose. Um, network is entitled "Thank You Again, Mr. Sobe." Right. <laughs> um. You grew up in a family of of artists, is that right? Yeah, sort of adjacent. Um, My mom and dad are not particularly artistic. They are in their own ways, but um, a lot of my uncles, um, grandparents on both sides, uh, they're artists. um, But they, I, um, you know, didn't grow up directly with family that were in the arts, but kind of knew of them always like, Oh, uncle Bill did this thing. And uh, like, Oh, it's so awesome. Well, what kind of art were they making? A lot of carvings, um, mostly carvings and some paintings. Uh, yeah. Really amazing work. Okay. So there's some, there's some kind of soapstone going around the family. Yes. Um, probably like serpentinite too. Uh, yeah. Different kinds of stone. And and so what, what drew you to wanting to make art in the first place? Uh, I sort of just felt like some sort of invisible pull from my guts towards this path. It just is like, it seems to have been working out really well so far, you know, touch wood. Um, but I, I was just like an artsy kid. Um, and then from high school, I went into McEwen's fine art program and then did two years and then transferred to AU Arts to finish my degree. And I graduated in 2016 and I've kind of just been working in the arts since then. And like, yeah, digging my little fingers into as much parts of the art world as I can. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about some of the, um, I guess some of the meaning behind your work. And, you know, uh, your work gets talked a lot about um, in the context of, like, the realities of being Inuit, especially diasporic Inuit, living in Calgary. And one thing that comes up, I've heard you talk a lot about uh, when it comes to your work, is um, displacement, the experience of displacement. I wonder if you could talk to me a little bit about that word and, and what's it, what it's meant in, in your life. Sure. I think it's just, like, I'm always trying to come to terms and reckoning and with this um, idea of you know, being born up north, but being raised down south and kind of 
away from your community and away from people that look like you and you know it's like um uh lost at sea sort of uh sort of feeling but it's also like it's it's your community changes over time right it's like oh now we have like a more digital community or more you know there's easier ways to connect other than in person so yeah it's like um I've, I've definitely tried to sort of look at it from different perspectives as an as an adult and kind of reflecting about that sort of binary of north and south and and what sort of that even means in my own brain. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like that that binary of north and south and what it might what it might mean in your brain? Yeah, I think it's like uh trying to come to terms with that feeling of like being an alien or that alienation or that uh, kind of like purgatory vibes too, where it's like, you know, you don't belong here, but if you yeah. went up back up North, you wouldn't really belong there either. Cause you're too South. Right. So yeah. it's, it's just like a funny place to exist. But I think within that split, I think that's just exactly where I'm meant to be. Talk to me a little bit about how you, you, you process some of this stuff through your art. Yeah, I, I like to do it in a way that um, tries to be funny because I know that this terrible feeling is, it's very like all consuming, like a black hole. But if I make work where there's humor injected, it's it's like easier to, easier pill to swallow if, if it's got that yeah. kind of funny yeah like like these are these are really complicated and 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 kind of awful things we're talking about you know um it, uh, displacement sort of feeling like you don't belong in one place or another there being a binary between north and south you know the the history of colonialism in canada and and being able to like have a sense of humor in there about it in your in your work um helps you process it a little bit more or just helps you get your point across a little bit more totally yeah and i think it also even allows it to be uh allows my work to be more open and more inviting because it's got a relatable funny point about it or it's got like a a quirkiness to it where you're like kind of confused or whatever and i, I like that as an entry point yeah i'm glad i'm glad you said that because i think one of the things i was going to ask you was I, I wanted to acknowledge that like there's a CBC-ness of this interview to go like, well, what does this mean about that? And what does this mean about that? But your work, like when you see it, is is really funny. Like I get a real kick out of it. Thank you. Um, the National Gallery of Canada is, you know, a country's most prestigious art museum. But it's complicated, right? I mean, this goes for this this goes for guests who've come into the show who have won the Governor General's Award or something like that. You know, these these institutions are prestigious, but they also have deep roots in colonialism. You know, they have deep roots in a history that has excluded Indigenous artists. The museum itself has talked about that, especially in the last few years. You know, talked about its own colonial history, just just broadly and whatever you want to say about this. What what is it like for you to have your work featured in that space? It feels it feels pretty punk rock <laughs> to be able to uh, take up space within a uh, a building like that with its with its history. Um, anytime I feel anytime I'm included in works in in group shows and exhibitions that are like in these intense buildings where it's like I might get followed around if they didn't know, right? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but I, it just feels like a very powerful affront um, and kind of like uh, staking my my claim in this place, which is it's it's a really funny, funny feeling. Yeah. Do, do you spend any time thinking about I know I've talked to folks about this in the show before, like when you're in a place like that, like who can or even just geographically in, in Ottawa or Toronto, like who gets to see your work? And who's not getting to see your work? Totally. It's always like the question of the audience, right? Like, like, uh, is this like making it to the right audience or, you know, is the audience here going to be able to get it? Ottawa, I think, has like a really high population of Inuit, urban Inuit. So hopefully they've been able to get out to the galleries and check out things. Because um, I, I feel like sometimes with Inuit audiences, they... They might see my work and kind of know the joke already and kind of have a different level of understanding. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. Coming up, more of my conversation with the artist Kabluziak. Hey, I'm Candice Lim. And I'm Rachel Hampton. We are the hosts of ICYMI, Slate's podcast about internet culture. And we want to help you make sense of the need-to-know internet stories of the week. Consider us your internet historians of past, present, and future. Of the good, the bad, and the truly unhinged. From nuanced takes on stories we're all closely following, to the ones you wished you heard about. In case you missed it, that's ICYMI, the podcast that's extremely online, so you don't have to be. Follow and listen now. Does it feel like Canada is a big, a big question? Um, but does it feel like Canada is any more willing to reckon with the kind of the complicated truths you're talking about in this work than it was a few years ago? Like, does it feel different to be an artist right now? I would say yes. It just it seems like even if it's performative or not, that like ears are opening and you know the mouths are closing <laughs> to be able to listen and take in and even accept criticisms or accept different views of these institutions. And I think, yeah, even if, even if it is just like, like, Oh, give them their time. It's still, it's still our time. And it's still um, amazing that it's even happening. When you look back at this um, Sobe award for your, for your work, what are you, what are you most proud of? I, I think going in for round two because <laughs> I was on the shortlist for the Sobeys Award in 2019 and kind of having an idea of what the process was like. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of intense work in a really short amount of time. So I feel like I, I'm, I commend myself for going through the whole process again and, and, you know, being winding up, in a different position, just uh, yeah, very, very amazing. I love, I love that so much. It's not, you know, like when when you look through it, like it was just, it just took a ton of work that ended up with you winning this thing at the end. Yeah, and I think just being okay with not knowing, and just being like, you know what, we made it this far. Let's let's celebrate. Let's give her, and you know, celebrating every stage of it, and you know, kind of giving into that unknowing 
I'm just so happy you said giver. <laughs> you know, you gotta just give her sometimes. Yeah, listen, you're telling me you gotta give her. Uh, uh, congratulations on on the award, well deserved, and thanks for making the time for us. Thank you so much, Koyanaini. It was so nice speaking with you. Kabluziak is an Inuk artist based in Calgary, the winner of the 2023 Sobe Art Award. Their work will be on display at the National Gallery of Canada until March 3rd. Uh, the other episode we have up today is my conversation with Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans, you might know him from movies like Scary Movie and When White Chicks. You might know him from In Living Color. Essentially played a character his entire life. So what happens when you stop playing a character, you get on stage, everyone just knows you as characters from your films, and you start telling audiences who you really are and what makes it worth it. A really interesting conversation with Marlon Wayans wherever you got this podcast. We'll see you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.